What, we some kind of suicide squad? I am Iron Man. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Server Anakin, I have the high ground. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. Welcome back to the Big Movie Boys podcast, the only podcast incredibly hungover on a Sunday. I'm your host, Jeremy Baumann. With me, as always, is Ben Stitch. How's it going out there? And Bob Liebel. What's up, everybody? That was a very appropriate introduction, Jeremy. You can tell by our voices we're not feeling well. We were, we were flexing our vaccines for the first time yesterday, and it shows today. Yeah, we were testing those vaccines very, very hard last night. I'll let you know what the research says, but <laughs> holy mother of God, dude. We don't feel well today. Shout out to Ty Hughes. Yeah, congratulations. Well, it's going to be a rough one, and because of that, it might be a short one, but we got plenty of stuff to get through. Obviously, we got to fasten up for F9. These movies are starting to get good, and we're going to review Army of the Dead. But first, the penultimate episode of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, Ben. What did we miss? You didn't miss anything. I don't know why they had this episode. They didn't touch the ice in this one. It was all about Evan having a crush on that girl that he convinced to join the team. And it was like, there was the, the night before states start, there's this big party. So the whole episode is like about... Evan trying it was the stupidest fucking what type episode of, of all party? time. Like a drinking party? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're like twelve, so I think they're a couple of years away from that. But no, like yeah, it's like it was basically like a middle school dance party, but it was for these hockey players. It was so stupid. Well, Evan starts it by firing his mom because oh. she's been a bitch. Mm. Spoiler, she's the coach at the end. Did did he say that to her face that she was a bitch? And she was like okay with it. She's like, You're right, you go without me. I and she was not even in this episode until the end when she rallies back and she's like, I'm the fucking coach of this team, basically. In, in a good way, they're all excited. To coach the team? Yeah, because this... Th- I'm going to skip most of this episode because it was all about that crush. Couple great Nick the Stick lines. He was hysterical. I got one question about this dance. Was Gordon Bombay chaperoning and did he have a flask? Dude, he was drinking. He, was, he, he, he did not chaperone. Did he spike He was bowl? at the bar the entire time. This is the, this is the good part of this episode. He starts drinking with Coach T. He's the he's the coach of the Ducks, the bad guy. And Coach T like is like, oh, like the pressure I'm under from these parents. And Bombay gives him some advice, and he talks about how he was fired by the NCAA, or, you know, his college gig when mm-hmm. he was paying kids to play. You're like, wow, Coach T. He's kind of a good guy. Psych stabs him in the back, reports him. Bombay is fired. He's not he's not allowed to be the coach of the Ducks then. Damn. Of the don't bothers. Thank you. Yes, the don't bothers. Good catch there, Jared. And then um, that's where. Uh, Lorelai Gilmore comes back into play. Oh, yes. And um, uses her lawyer skills, even though she's not a lawyer. She's just like an assistant for a lawyer. Isn't Bombay also a lawyer? Say, is that <laughs> not, not exactly what Bombay was? He was not movie? a good lawyer because he could not get himself out of this one. But she basically says, like, the, the rule is that you, you need to be like an NCAA approved coach, even for this fucking minor, like, little kid hockey league. It makes no sense, and he's not—he's not NCAA approved. But turns out he doesn't have to be because because it's children's hockey. <laughs> because like it only ma- is the stupidest thing ever. It's, it only matters because 
the kids aren't going to play in college. They're not good enough. Like if the kids are being um, like scouted by college teams, then it needs to be an NCAA approved coach. But because the don't bother sucks so much, it doesn't matter. They're like, your kids suck. It doesn't matter. So we can coach. How much is this entire episode dedicated to explaining that? (laughs) (laughs) I could not wrap my head around it. Has anybody that writes for the show ever seen or heard of sports? That's not how anything works. (laughs) I played hockey. It was, First of all, I think I went to States when you did not have a big dance like the night before like a game started. I don't think anybody ever has. Like maybe it's different in Minnesota, but like they fucking get crazy about their hockey apparently. That is unbelievable. But yeah, Bombay is uh he's got to hit the books again. He's been at that bar way too much. When he when they showed him at the bar and coach T coming up, I'm like, "God damn it, he knew where to find Bombay." Oh, yeah. But yeah, that, that's that's really all this episode was. Uh, Evan and Sophie, whatever they they uh, get together in the end. Nick finds his girlfriend. He gets a girlfriend. He was fucking hysterical this entire uh, episode. He's he's the MVP of this show. He needs a spinoff show. Nick the Stick, Game Changers coming soon to Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well we got one episode left. Are you more excited for the finale or the fact that it's the last it's episode? Over. I hope it's not like an hour fucking long, dude. This better be like 30 short minutes. It's going to be a season two. You know it. <laughs> it already this got podcast, I, six, six new seasons. You are contractually obligated <laughs> you have to, to, watch keep, to keep watching the show for as long as they make it. Uh, yeah, I really hope they don't make any more seasons of this, but I, I will honor my contract and do that. All right. Well, we got one more episode left of that next week. I'm looking forward to it, Ben, as always. Another thing I'm looking forward to. It's fastening up for <laughs> F9. Boys, how are we feeling this week? I know you watched the movie this week. Take it down a few notches, Jeremy. I still have a fucking headache, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I did not watch this one. Which one are we on? Fast and Furious, the fourth installment of the franchise. Oh, God, this is a debacle. I remember this. <laughs> and this is the rebirth, okay? This is where the movies start getting really freaking good. This is where we learn Dom Toretto is not a human being. He may be an alien, but he's definitely a superhero. And this is where it all begins. So we start in the Dominican Republic, where gas is gold. Bob, I'm going to propose something to you. All right. You are Dom Toretto. Oh, shit. There is a tanker truck carrying an absurd number of oil tankers behind it. Like a chain of six oil tankers (laughs) on the narrow, windy roads in the mountains of the Dominican Republic. Okay. Good way to transport those. You have three trucks, two trucks and a car. And a a team of six people. And you want to commandeer this truck and steal all the oil tankers because, as I stated, gas is gold. Okay. How do you go about stealing them? I would probably uh, maybe pull up in front of them or maybe, like, dislodge. Maybe Actually, no, I'm assuming they probably dislodge the oil tankers somehow. Yeah, don't you? And the driver won't know. That's my guess. Yeah, that might be what they did. So slowly take them off one by one. But don't you think I would, this is what I would do. I would try to like get into the front cab or whatever the the actual, where he's driving. Or just hijack it, you know. Yeah, like throw that guy out and just take it. But I'm guessing they were were a little more complicated than that. Right, so here's what you're going to do, Bob. (laughs) You got these trucks, right? And there's this lever arm on the back of it. And you're going to drive the truck in reverse behind the oil tanker. At like 80 miles an hour. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. In these windy roads? On the windy mountain roads. Wait, so you got the truck, the oil tankers, me and my truck driving backwards up to the rear of it. Exactly. Okay, yeah. that. You're driving. Your partner crawls out of the window onto the back of the truck and very precisely 
swings the arm down and it latches onto the like the hitch on the back of the last tanker. Okay, that's almost virtually impossible. It is impossible. <laughs> Meanwhile, Letty is crawling around on the truck and doing what you said, basically disconnecting the tankers. So now you've got two, the last two in the chain are connected to your truck. Oh. And now you can start driving forward and take them away. So now there's only like four tankers left on this absurd chain. Think about the momentum when you decide to switch directions. Yes. You're going to fucking <laughs> die. You are driving backwards downhill. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And you have two oil tankers connected to you, also carrying you downhill. <laughs> Wait, oh my god, damn. But, but they're driving forward now at least, right? Well, eventually, yeah, to yeah. slowly but surely. I didn't mention another key thing, though. Han is here. He, oh, oh, I thought he was dead. This is where the timeline of The Fast and the Furious comes into play. The events of this movie happened before Tokyo Drift. Fast and Furious, the fourth installment of the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise. The third movie chronologically. <laughs> That's incredible. Why did they even need to do that? What's is the it Hans and like the ones past that one anyways? Why did they- Does anybody care though? <laughs> like- You do. I, I guess. <laughs> it's so stupid. We're someone like, I need, need some more Hans. So, long story short, action scene, obviously, it works the first time, doesn't work the second time. The driver's insane, like, all truck drivers in this universe start shooting at them with a gun instead of, you know, just giving up yeah. the truck that <laughs> he doesn't they, own. Yeah. And then there's a cool scene. One of the tankers is rolling, it's about to explode. Dom and Letty, skirt, right under it as it's rolling down <laughs> the hill, right before it explodes and falls off the mountain. Pretty good stuff. At the end of this, though, Dom is having this. He finds out that he's like really wanted in America based on, you know, his shenanigans in the first movie. <laughs> and so he's like, well, I don't want like my friends to go down if they catch me. So Han, it's been fun, but you should go do your own thing. And he says, I heard they're doing some crazy shit in Tokyo. <laughs> then does he look at the Whoa. camera and wait? And then he waits. <laughs> and he says, you should watch Tokyo Drift, the movie preceding this movie that happens after this movie. <laughs> Just so everyone's on the same page. And Dom decides, I don't want Letty to get in trouble for me, so I'm just going to ditch her in the dead of night. <laughs> Leaves behind stacks of cash and a cross necklace. Remember this cross necklace? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that shit. Yeah. Um, then we, we catch up with Brian O'Connor. He's in LA. Is, it, is this the one where he, uh, I just saw a clip on Twitter making fun of uh, Adam Silver, like, letting LeBron um, play even though he was out violating protocols or whatever. And it's uh, Brian O'Connor being like, let it go, cuh. That's too fast, too furious. Uh, yeah. joke, that's yeah. literally the funniest fucking clip ever. <laughs> yeah, a lot of cuz in uh, too fast, too furious. He's uh, an FBI agent. I guess he got promoted. <laughs> even though he's oh, doing illegal even, things. Yeah, yeah. He's, Did you have a background check on him at all? <laughs> At best, he's riding on the line of being, you know, within the bounds of the law. So. I really thought he stopped being a cop after, like, the first one. He's only doing better. <laughs> he's only more of a cop as the movie's progressed so far. Uh, so, yeah, he's there. Cool chase scene. Good action scene. Even just on-foot chase scenes, not always car chase scenes. That Interesting. The diversity that this series has to offer. Uh, we find Dom in Mexico. That's where he's kind of hiding out. And we find out Letty is dead. <laughs> this franchise is way Wait, just how did killing people. Letty is do dead. They're not there yet. <laughs> what they, do they show? They don't show it, do they? Oh, just wait, just okay, wait okay. to learn how they show it. But first, there's a funeral for Letty. 
<laughs> Off in the distance, we see Brian O'Connor and a bunch of FBI agents kind of scoping it out. Making sure Dom's not there. In the further distance, <laughs> Dom Toretto is scoping out Brian O'Connor, scoping out the funeral. <laughs> For Letty, who's not even fucking dead, really. She's dead. <laughs> How? I'm, I'm sorry. How did they so not good. see him behind them? He's in the distance, How did he? I'm assuming he came in some big jackass muscle car, too. It probably made a shitload of noise. So, like, how do you not know when he's somewhere? You gotta be the easiest person in the world to find. Dude, Dom Trello's probably looking in at this podcast recording from the distance. He's always in the distance. So, uh, Dom obviously needs to figure out how Letty died. You might remember when we did our Lord of the Rings in review series. And there's that moment where I believe it's Strider kind of recreates a battle scene with like, yeah. the orcs and just, uh, yeah, like looking at the, the ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He and he, he, you know, he has those skills because he's you know whatever magical and he can scout or whatever. Dom Toretto does that <laughs> to an absurd degree. <laughs> with what he, he sees tire tracks. Oh God! And recreates a two-car collision that causes Letty's car to flip. He sees her. Crawl her way out of the car, sees the dude who crashed into her walk out of his car, point a gun at her, and shoot her. Please tell me they show this in like a flashback type way while they flashback so, to Dom looking at the road. So, so he knows that she got shot in the head because he looked at tire tracks. Correct. It's like All him right? standing in the road while the scene plays out around him, and he's just, like, doing the math. Is there any other traffic that he's got to worry about? He finds all these clues. He's like, he knows the, the tire treads. He somehow knows that there's, like some sort of like fuel mixture used for these cars what? like i don't i don't know dude fuck he comes up with a lot of details on the scene and it's pretty awesome to watch uh, that's how we learn about braga he's the bad guy in this movie he's a drug runner Comes drugs from mexico to uh doesn't even matter it's all about gas the, US. the dominican yeah. anyways we're not in the dominican oh, anyway. my bad. that's on me. gas is gold in the dominican now we're talking heroin i'm pretty sure <laughs> nice. from mexico to the us and uh in order to Get into this guy's group. This guy's looking for drivers. How do you find drivers? You get drivers to race each other. The winner of the race is now in the group. And so, okay, obviously naturally. Dom's like, okay, well, I'll win the race, and then I'll be part of the group. However, Brian O'Connor, working the case via the FBI, goes undercover as a street racer. Mm. Now they're racing against each other for the one spot that's open. Wow. They, they have a five-mile race in the streets of L.A. They're tied. But they were in Mexico. No, no. Wait a second. He's the most wanted man in America, and he decides to go race around Los Angeles? Yes, correct. Okay, cool. He's not worried about getting Five-mile race. The GPS says, there's one quarter of a mile left in the race, and they're tied. <laughs> it's a quarter-mile race, Bob. It's a throwback to Why the first thing GPS is. <laughs> Yeah, how the fuck are they using GPSs? This whole race is like a video game where they get like GPS things and it shows them the path and like mm. checkpoints to run through. What uh, what year did this movie come out? That was nine. Okay, yeah, GPS worked very well back then. Yeah, yeah, it was really up to date. Uh, Dom ends up winning, kind of a cheap win. Crashes into Brian O'Connor, spins him out, ends up winning though. So Dom's Dom's in. He's going to be one of the drivers for Braga. Was was Brian's career uh, is he zero for two then against Dom? Yeah. He is. We meet uh, Gal Gadot. She's in the, the franchise she now. She sings Imagine in this one? She, she does not, not sing Imagine in this. Yes, she is. She's introduced here. She's working for Braga. She's, she's a bad guy. Remember that. And then uh, Brian decides, you know what, we'll just raid one of the other drivers. Now he's short a driver. He'll hire me. 
So don't worry, Brian's also part of this. The driving route is from Mexico to the U.S. They go through these tunnels inside a mountain. Very treacherous. They gotta go very single file. I've seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen this movie. I know, I'm painting a beautiful picture <laughs> in your head, Bob. Do they do the same thing in the fifth one, where they drive through tunnels? No, but they do it again later in this movie. Okay. You've seen this movie, though. I've seen this fucking movie. So I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna run through the next few points pretty quick. They run through the tunnels, they get back to America, they're gonna shoot all the drivers, Dom says, nope, I'm gonna shoot all you guys. Dom and Brian escape with all the drugs that they were just trafficking, some $60 million worth. Why does Dom want to be a part of this? What's his motivation here? He's trying to kill Braga or whoever killed Letty. Because oh, gotcha. he determined doing his you know, recreation of the scene that whoever it was works for Braga. Gotcha, okay. And so uh, Brian and Dom escape. Brian's still working with the FBI, even though the FBI is like, all right, you're, you've kind of disobeyed every order we've given you, and we know that you have Dom Toretto and aren't turning him over to us. <laughs> so Brian's like, well, let's make a deal with Braga. We give him the drugs. But what? it's a sting operation, so we capture Braga, and if it works out, Dom goes free. And the FBI is like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. We'll do that. <laughs> so they do that. They make this deal. Braga shows up. But then they realize... When Dom Toretto says, that ain't Braga. <laughs> it turns out, I forget the guy's name, the guy that they had made contact with throughout the whole movie is actually Braga. He's just hiding under an alias. He's been in front of them the whole time. So Braga, isn't, so Braga was there then, the one they're like, that ain't Braga, he but was. it was Braga. It wasn't, it, was the the, yeah, it wasn't the guy that they thought was Braga. Gotcha. It was the guy they'd been talking to this whole movie. So then... Fucking twist. Yeah, you, I didn't see it coming for sure, and I didn't ruin it this time, so... <laughs> uh, basically, so that plan goes sour. They don't get the real Braga. The real Braga escapes to Mexico. Brian O'Connor, the FBI, is like, you're off the case. You're just too wild. We can't trust you. He's like, fine by me. Goes and finds Dom. They decide, you know what? Let's just go to Mexico. Let's take the law in our own hands. Now, Gal Gadot helping them out. She's not bad anymore. She just kind of flips. Dom saves her at some point. Now she's a good person. Remember that. That'll be important. They're about to go into Mexico. Brian's like, my jurisdiction ends here. Dom's like, that's okay. Mine starts here. <laughs> Is Dom a Mexican citizen? I don't know. I think he's a citizen of the globe. <laughs> Is Dom a Mexican citizen? Because I don't see how his starts in Mexico. <laughs> so they capture Braga in Mexico. They drive through the tunnels yet again. And this guy, Phoenix, who's like Braga's number two, the one who actually killed Letty, is now chasing them. So Braga's in, Don, in Brian's car. Phoenix is chasing him. They crash. Phoenix is about to kill Brian O'Connor. Who crashes through the tunnel in his Mustang? Dom Toretto does. Oh, yeah. And he's beelining towards Phoenix. He wants to just kill the dude. Phoenix sees him coming. He's about to run away. Brian O'Connor grabs his foot. So he can't run away. Dom Toretto crashes into this man at about 140 <laughs> miles an hour. While Brian's just holding his... While Brian is holding his leg, <laughs> Phoenix is standing with his back to another car. Just gets absolutely sandwiched between these cars. I right. gotta think Brian O'Connor should no longer be in the He is an accomplice for murder. <laughs> without gotta, a question. Now is Dom injured? Because he just crashed his fucking car. <laughs> no. As I said... <laughs> as I said, this is where we get the first glimpse that Dom is a superhero. Earlier in the movie, he's interrogating people to find out like who the actual killer of Letty was. 
and he gets this guy, he leans him over like the hood of a car, and drops an engine block off of its like lock. I've seen this movie. <laughs> and it's dropping right over the dude's face. He extends his arm out, full extension, grabs the chain, and holds an engine block over the dude's face That's for like a, a couple good thousand minute. pounds. It is so heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and he just holds it. <laughs> and I'm like, here it is. This is where we just. Yeah, this absurd. became like a superhero franchise. I thought this was moment. Fast Five. I thought I'd seen Fast Five. Have you five. seen Fast Five? Yeah, oh yeah, I definitely did, but I gotta mix it up now. Well, maybe I haven't. I gotta, I'll, I'll know next week. So the cliffhanger ending, Dom Toretto gets sentenced to 25 to life. They don't care that he helped take out Braga. It doesn't make up for all the sins of his past. And that he's just going around murdering people that he thinks killed his... Extra judicial, judicial killings where, in foreign where countries is he, uh, probably didn't help. Yeah, is he in trouble? Is he going to be held in Mexico? That's his land, Bobby. Yeah. Doesn't, he, doesn't... <laughs> he had jurisdiction there, so it's a gray area. He's on a bus, a prison bus, orange jumpsuit and everything. This, uh, this is why I know that's how Fast Five starts, I'm pretty sure, is them breaking him out. And who do we see in the distance driving fast cars? Brian O'Connor, Mia Toretto... And two random guys who were helping them in the Dominican Republic earlier. Brian, what's it called when you like fall in love with your uh, like captors? Stockholm Syndrome? Because that's yeah. what Brian has with Dom. He fucking just, just leaves his life as an FBI agent. Yeah. So, uh, And that is the cliffhanger ending to what I consider the beginning of this franchise. I'm going to watch Fast Five. This, uh, I'm this is where I believe it starts. Uh, for some reason, I want to watch Mighty Ducks Game Changers as well as now I want to watch some of the Fast and Furiouses. They're only getting better from here, Bob. <laughs> and they're only getting more and more absurd, as you can tell. Yeah, I saw with the NBA playoffs starting, they're showing like more commercials for F9. The one was just, I hadn't seen this clip before, it was like Dom's like on a car and another car's rolling and it just straight up hits him. It just hits him and he's going to be fine from it. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good stuff. I really enjoyed rewatching this movie and I'm looking forward to all, all the ones coming up after this. Are you guys convinced? So it was F5 before Tokyo Drift 2? We will get there when we get there. <laughs> is Tokyo Drift the last movie in this franchise? Is everything, <laughs> everything comes out before it? You, are, you guys are going to be so excited when you learn how these movies interconnect. The timeline is just... It's airtight, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> and it's awesome, second of all. Alright, well that'll do it for uh, fastening up for F9. So much more to come in that, and I'm so excited. But we've got another action-packed movie to talk about today. Netflix's newest movie, Army of the Dead, was released on May 21st, 2021. Directed by Zack Snyder, written by Zack Snyder, Shay Hatton, and Joby Harold. The movie stars Dave Bautista, Ella Purnell, Omari Hardwick, Ana de la Reguera, and a bunch of other people. A lot I'll of people I've never heard dollars of. If you could name who anyone besides Batista, what character they play. I gotta think, Anna, uh, I'm not gonna butcher that, but I think she's the one who uh, gets her neck snapped like that. Okay. I think that's, that's correct. <laughs> that's the only yeah. thing. Spoiler. I don't know. Ben, holy I know, fuck. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, she dies. What do you mean? It's a huge take, spoiler. Chair, take that out. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah. well, well, no one's gonna know until it happens anyways. Anyway, we're gonna keep it spoiler free <laughs> for, uh, for the first part, although it is just kind of a dumb action movie, yeah. so... Did you know, well, Tig, Tig Nataro's the one, the helicopter driver, and um, that was supposed to be, fun fact, that was Chris D'Elia. 
and they had to like take really? him out and it was like all like, she wasn't even there for the like shooting of it yikes so and they, they i saw an article Zack snyder said like it was obviously an easy decision to take him out of it but like that it cost them a shitload of money to like basically just have taken taro shoot these scenes like in her house <laughs> damn that that makes sense though she is kind of by herself for a lot yeah. of it damn that's interesting uh yeah so let, let's keep it spoiler free just for a little bit what were you guys' uh, general impressions? Have you seen Dawn of the Dead, Zack Snyder's other movie? That one was written by James Gunn, who I, I follow James Gunn on Twitter, so I see a lot of his tweets. That he couldn't uh, come back to write this movie because he was working on The Suicide Squad. Yeah, I didn't see that, but I've wanted to for a while. And I, I was pretty excited for this. We had mentioned it last week, but yeah, I was excited to watch it. And I, I enjoyed it. It was better than I thought it was going to be. It was what I wanted. I'd say for the most for the most part is Don then the the same same. Uh, I'll get to universe? that in a second. Okay, but yeah, uh, I was less excited about this. I saw it when we watched the trailer. I'm like that that looks so stupid. It'll be funny. This movie was actually pretty good, and I like actually liked it. And I will be recommending this one. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of in that same boat where I was. I wasn't super convinced. I was like, yeah, it looks fine. It looks stupid enough. It could be good. Then I saw the runtime of two and a half hours. I was like, uh oh. This might not be good. But in the end, I, that was one of the only things I didn't like about it yeah. was the runtime. Mm-hmm. There's some chunks you could take out of here, but... It felt like yeah. they left nothing on the cutting room floor. They kept every... Like, everything they shot is in this movie. But I agree. Overall, I liked it. I think it probably exceeded my expectations. And like Bob said, I think it just... It did everything I wanted it to do, which wasn't a ton. But I think that they hit basically every mark that I was looking for. Yeah, as soon as I saw that uh, Tiger Zombie, I'm like, yeah, this this movie knows what it is. Yeah. I watched Dawn of the Dead this week for the first time ever. Completely unnecessary. Don't think these movies are connected in any way whatsoever. It but, doesn't appear so, because Dawn of the Dead isn't in Las Vegas. This makes it seem like the outbreak is in This movie Vegas. seems pretty clear that this is a contained instance. Mm-hmm. That is not the case in Dawn of the Dead, and I, I cannot, having seen both these movies this week, find any link between the two other than the director and the title i actually like how they did that and had it just be in vegas where the zombie outbreak because i feel like that's what would happen in real life like we could we could get this shit to stay in a in one city and then just bomb it this this feels like the most realistic zombie movie that's I've what ever they seen. done with covid <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say based on covid i'm less inclined to think that we could contain anything is like, Dawn, that's a really good is point Dawn about of the dead good like is it a good movie I liked it. My only issue with it is not a legitimate criticism, is that it just, it was a lot of things I had seen before in zombie movies and shows, mm-hmm. but it came out in 2004, so it predates a lot of the other movies and right. shows that I've seen. So that's not a fair criticism of the movie itself, but that was just because I was watching it for the first time in 2021, kind of how I felt about it. But it was good. Well, this movie, the way it ends, it makes me think there's a movie coming out after it. They could. They left it open for sure. Um, I guess we'll just, you guys would both recommend it. We can, I would say for sure. Yeah. I think it's worthwhile. It is long. So, you know, maybe take the Ben approach, knock it out in, you know, four to six weeks, but <laughs> we're watching it when you're super hungover. Yeah. Well, I watched it this morning. I finished it this morning too. Did I watched this in three, it this morning? I watched it in three oh. different parts. How many, how many parts? Two parts, yeah. Jeremy, one part. Just watched it Friday night. <laughs> like a normal person. Like a sane human being. <laughs> I was pissed though when I. Because I did not give myself a ton of time. I was like, oh, what's this going to be, like a 90-minute action movie? Ooh, I'm going to be up another hour later than I planned on being, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the runtime. They spent, like, the first half hour of this movie 
Like, it did not need to be 30 minutes long, like, the way they set it up. I actually like the first 30 it's, minutes it's the good. most. It, it's the say. best part of the movie, I think, too, yeah. but it's just, like, when it's this type of movie, I'm like, I don't need all that background, but I'm like, I'm stunned they went to that, yeah. that those lengths or whatever. I think Zack Snyder just kind of gets to do what he wants now when he makes a movie, because, like, like... I don't know, how did he get this reputation as, like... Oh, it's Zack Snyder. Man. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know, like Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. I'm like, what, what's going is, on is here? He he's made, like DJ made, Khaled. Yeah, has he made any good movies like that are actually like good, good? I mean, like winning an Oscar or something like that. Three hundred. That movie's not that good. I've never seen it. <laughs> I seriously don't know what good movie he's made. I mean, there, yeah. there's movies that he makes that I like that I've watched. No, I, but I know what you mean. Yeah, but he's... like you're not like fucking Scorsese or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think he thinks he is Scorsese. Apparently everybody else does too. Oh. And he's way closer to Michael Bay than he would he, be Scorsese. He gets clowned on a lot in you know, the circles I follow online. But I mean, it, he's got a directing credit, a writing credit. He's the DP and a producer on this movie. So clearly, and as far as I understand it, Netflix is pretty hands-off compared to most studios. So I think they just kind of let him do whatever the hell yeah, he wants. I think his wife like helped him a lot yeah, on this movie Yeah, she's a producer too. as yeah. well on this. And it makes sense when you see that, like, 80% of the movie has the shallowest depth of field ever, when, like, the front of an actor's face is in focus, but, like, the back of their head is out of focus. Mm -hmm. Like, why, why is that your aesthetic choice for most of this movie? It, I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird. Spoiler free, I also thought that the music kind of sucked, because every song is just, like, a bad cover. Yeah, and how they ended it with zombie. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Well, that's the yeah. only non-cover, yeah. but it was so cheesy. But there's a cover of Viva Las Vegas in the beginning. I actually whatever. that. It was whatever. And then there's a cover of Bad Moon Rising in the middle of the movie. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Viva Las Vegas was stuck in my head all day yesterday from I, this shit. Yeah, no, it was stuck in my head, too. I actually kind of liked that. And then zombie, you just like almost had to put it in there. I thought it was cheesy. It I, liked that, I like, really like that song, but I, I like that song. But it, when it came out, I'm like, these. This would be like if I was like, you know what? <laughs> like they came up with some great idea. All right, let's uh, let's just go into spoilers. The one lady gets her head broken. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, was fucked. That was so like, I was way more violent than I thought it was going to be. This movie. There's yeah. There's definitely some violence. They definitely earned their R rating. I want to go somewhat chronologically here. And again, reiterate that I think the beginning of this movie is by far the best part. Not only because it shows like the beginning of the pan pandemic, yeah. the zombie apocalypse or whatever, which you don't see a lot in zombie movies. I thought it was kind of interesting that it showed it. But then on top of that, like once they get through all that, which I agree was like a little long, mm -hmm. the way that they just go like right to Dave Batista and they're like, okay, what's this guy's motivation? Like, first of all, what's the plot? the Japanese businessman comes in and is like, I need you to steal all the money out of this casino. And then you meet Dave Bautista, you're like, well, why would he want to do that? Oh, because he flips burgers for a living and he's one of the only guys who can kill zombies effectively. Good enough for me. Mm -hmm. That's all I really needed. I just thought, like, they set the rules of the world up right in the beginning. They set everyone's motivations right in the beginning and it was consistent and it was good enough for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but when he's getting this crew together, I... I can't believe he got this many people to agree to it. And then um, that one guy, when the, when the crew's all assembled, he's just like, I'm out. Smartest guy in the whole movie. You know, I was, like, that's like basically a suicide mission. But why were they doing it for like 20 grand? Those people, like the, the low level people. That <laughs> I, were... lo I love that running gag, though, where 
They just, just kept going. As, they, yeah, yeah. as they recruit more people, the amount that they did, offer them just keeps going down. When he was the lowest, and I like I, I forget what Dave Batista's was. Was his like fifteen, 15 million? million. Oh, okay. it, like the main three were getting fifteen million each, and then the the helicopter pilot got two million, and then it just started dropping and into like the, hundreds of thousands. The cop, the bad guy cop, just twenty thousand. Right? Yeah, yeah like, like what you would do it for twenty thousand dollars? Yeah, fucking right. Yeah, I. What do you guys think of the ensemble crew and the? You know, it's a heist movie as well, so you gotta have your obligatory getting the crew together scene. So what'd you guys think of both of those? I liked, uh, my favorite was the guy at the end of the movie that is bitten, and the, uh, guy that cracks the safe, their little relation. I liked them. I could tell that they, they became, uh, good friends. Yeah, I don't know where that one guy's from. I'll, I'll guess, like, Norway? Germany. Well, oh. the actor, at least, at least I think, okay. was in a bunch liked, of German movies. I like that guy the best, and yeah... I, I, I don't know. I, maybe I wanted like one more famous person in this to like make. Really, just Batista. He's not even as a move. Like I don't feel like he's not in many like leading roles. Because like, like they this. probably asked The Rock to do this and he said yeah. no. So then this they is went more to like him. a this is more like a The Rock movie. But like it is kind of odd that there is nobody else really big in it. Yeah, he's big I don't know. Now, I don't know any of these actors in anything. Outside of Dave Batista. You're pulling up the German guy and it says he's one of the most successful German actors and we've never fucking seen him before. I looked up I looked up the credits of most of the actors. He's been in like almost exclusively German movies, so surprised you haven't caught any of them. <laughs> I I thought the crew itself was pretty good. I think my least favorite might have been Batista's daughter. Yeah. I don't think she served any purpose in the movie. Or her or the dude who is like working for the Japanese businessman guy who yeah. inserts himself into it. His whole storyline, I felt like probably could have been cut. The stuff oh, with the, the, the guy, the guy kind of like double crossing them. Yeah, I actually liked that a lot. I liked the yeah his his motive. Of, I mean, cutting off the head was pretty fucking crazy. Didn't see yeah. that coming, but yeah, I don't I don't know why they would like be okay with him going and why he would even want to go. Like, like do a little bit of research. Clearly, that guy is like gonna <laughs> probably fuck you over. Yeah. Also, when. They had the scene where they lost the one girl in like the uh, the dark whatever they were they were going through. Why did you? Why were they immediately not like you get in front? We're gonna watch you. Some sketchy yeah. shit just happened. Like let's keep our eyes on you. Like why were they just like oh, okay, she's dead. And Jeremy, back to your point of uh, Bautista's daughter. It's not great parenting. I gotta say, I would not. I'd I'd put her in a bus and be like, I'm sorry, you're not fucking coming in because you think someone you know. Like her, the person who's in there, I forget her name. Who cares? The yeah, mom. yeah, the mom. Just like, I get she's alive in this movie, and you knew she was gonna be, but she would not be fucking alive. Like, I'm sorry, you're not going in there because you have a hunch that maybe she survived somehow. Why? Yeah, exactly. I, if I was Batista, I'd be like, "Are you a fucking idiot? She's w dead as fuck." Yeah. What does she do? Is she like a fucking? I don't even know. She's not a like a assassin or a military person like me. Like why? Of course she's and dead. Like her her way of like getting in on the crew then is saying like, oh well, I'm just gonna sneak in anyways and do it. It's like no, no, you're fucking not. Like you're going on this bus and you're leaving. Batista should have just clocked her. Yeah, like, you're honestly, done. yeah, that you're would done. be you're better time parenting. out, bitch. Yeah, the the whole I need to go save the mom of those kids. I was like, I didn't need. Any, that's the first her, thing I would cut in this I movie. don't mind her going in with them and the whole thing, like that dynamic of like her saying, like, I'm going to go in even if you say no, but just give her a better reason to have to go in. Yeah. That was like it, the stupidest reason. It got, it's the reason her dad ends up pet, like dying later yeah, in the movie. It's her fault. Yeah. I hope she knows that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, 
there's a lot of deaths, and I kind of want to go through those in a second. Another thing I want to touch, uh, kind of in the intro part of the movie, first was I wanted there to be at least one thing I've never seen in a zombie movie before, and that was like one of my things I was hoping for going into this movie. And when they show kind of the early stages of the outbreak, and you see the guys parachuting, and you only see the sky, and I'm like, am I about to watch these guys drop into a sea of zombies on parachutes? I was, I've never seen that before, and I thought that was I was awesome. confused yeah. by that. Why would they be parachuting in? Doesn't make a lot of sense, <laughs> but when you see these guys parachuting, and then the dude just starts shooting down before you see the sea yeah. of zombies, I'm like, that's pretty cool. I've never that seen that cool. before. I was thinking like they were hanging from a helicopter and shooting a bunch, which would have made more sense to me. But they're just like, we're, we're just going to go die and like fly into this. I thought you were going to say the zombie baby. Yeah, Zombie Wasn't Baby was pretty that. fucking... That was a big twist. Probably could have left that out. That served no purpose. There is a Zombie Baby in Dawn of the Dead. But oh, it's, not, lo- it's not two zombies creating a Zombie Baby. It's a woman who's pregnant gets bit. Oh. And has gotcha, a Zombie okay. Baby. Yeah, that is a different twist. I, I didn't realize zombies were having sex, but I like that they included that in this yeah. movie. I wish they would have shown it, yeah. personally, but... My biggest complaint about this movie is like when they have like the different tiers of zombies, the alphas and then just normal zombies. They should have just made them all. They're all there, alphas, yeah. aren't they? Because if an alpha bites you, you become an alpha and it started with one alpha. How is that? How are they not all the same then? I thought the same thing. And here's how I made it make sense in my head. Because it, it is not explained. The way you explained it is how it's, how it's explained in the movie. If, it, if an alpha bites you, you become an alpha. But as you said, it all started with one alpha. My assumption is, if an alpha bites you, you become, like, a tier 2 alpha. And if a tier 2 alpha bites you, you just become a zombie. Gotcha. Okay, it just keeps getting lesser. Right. And if a zombie bites you, you also become a zombie. So, I don't know how that makes more... I guess that first guy is the only one who can create alphas, then, if that makes sense. Yeah, by that logic. So that's how I made it make sense in my head, but I could be wrong. But I'm I'm more of a, a purist when it comes to my zombie stories. I like just regular zombies, brainless, mindless. They got one goal, which is to eat, and then I don't know. I don't. Yeah, this one they're like game planning. They have like they know their territory. Yeah, they're almost like hive minded. Like this, the main guy clearly has control over all the other ones, including the tiger, which is pretty sweet. I like the tiger. I like a lot of the. Uh, Vegas stuff that they included in this movie. That was another thing I was hoping for. I was like, I hope they just take advantage of the setting of Vegas. Yeah, it was a good choice. And having a Siegfried and Roy lion become Makes a zombie sense. is pretty yeah. cool. Tiger. You see, or a tiger, yes. Seeing the uh, Elvis impersonator, at least one, turn into it. Like, you see Elvis impersonator zombies around. Mm-hmm. There's the strippers in the casino who were yeah, like some fun. of the earliest zombies. I was like, I think... They took advantage of the setting pretty well. I liked the uh, the fight scene, not fight scene, but like the scene at the end of the casino where they're just fucking. He's jumping on the that was the tables. The tables. poker tables. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. No, uh, Batista bomb. I was upset. I was. Is that his move? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. the Batista bomb. And I, I literally I I looked it up dollars. on YouTube before the movie. I'm like, if there's a Batista bomb, I want to go off for it. And I didn't see it. A huge happened. missed opportunity. <laughs> Every time he was fighting, I was like, please. I think this is the first time I've seen him in a movie. Then, because I didn't, I don't think I've watched his other ones. But I thought he was, I thought he was really good in his, this. His acting is significantly better than anything I've ever seen him in before. Because he always plays like, 
dumb yeah. muscle roles, which he yeah. is in this as well, but he actually had to like act and there's like some emotional yeah. stuff between which way better than I thought, but yeah, but it was way better yeah, than I thought. Good. Yeah, I, I thought he was I'd, I'd pretty great. Him. <laughs> Looking for the Havsies, I think he could be uh, contending That's for best actor. Give it to Dave Batista. Hey, I'll do it. Fucking Mike Wahlberg won last year for that. Spencer got financial. Did anyone best best and worst? Jesus, we really have a great podcast. Um, we're not going to go too much longer on this, but there's a lot of people who die in this movie. I was wondering if you wanted to give any shout outs for any particularly good death scenes. That's a good one. Um, uh, I mean, when the bad guy cop dies, I, I was hoping a little more from that. That he, he just gets his face bitten, but then later on, his face is not t- torn up at all. I didn't like that. I think my favorite death was the one zombie that they have go through the, you know, like the the booby trapped, like, and he gets like shot with all the darts. Then he's like mauled by all those bullets. Somehow, none go into his brain. Don't worry about that. And then he just gets stamped together. That shit was that's that was my favorite one. I like that. Probably the tiger. I think. I think that might Killing have been the dude. Yeah, more or less like the, the scene. The way he actually just like bit his head wasn't like that great, but like the entire like how he like played with him was kind of fucked up. Yeah, I asked the question. I don't know that I have a very satisfying answer. Like when Ana de la Reguera got her the that might, snap, that was, might have to be number that one. That would have been actually. like one of the funnier moments in the movie as well. <laughs> they killed like I was. I knew that the guy who like comes in on the mission knew he was dying. Knew the bad cop was dying. I didn't. Um, I didn't think they were gonna kill off like everyone in this movie. That Dude, was pretty wild. I could, I didn't think Batista was gonna die. Either. No, yeah. But like when she got her neck snapped, that I was so I was not like, ready. They're killing anyone. I, I thought was, they, she was the love interest yeah, or something. I was so not ready for that. I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Dude, they, they set it up so perfectly though. Like they have their touching moment, and then the, it just really builds up to that moment so well. I thought that was probably honestly like the most satisfying death scene. They had, good thing Batista died because he was gonna live with some crazy fucking yeah. guilt and remorse for tricking all these people into joining him. Horrendous then... PTSD. <laughs> oh, yeah. I also like the uh, the pilot's death. Did she just get shot while yeah. he's fighting the alpha zombie? I was in the back I was confused. I think I might have looked away or something, but I no, where she did she get shot? She like, didn't die from body? that. She got shot, and then remember she okay. the blood, and then she keeps flying, and then they crash. They crash and she, the daughter only cares about the dad. That that pilot's dead as hell. She gave a, a, a once over. She's like, "Yep, she's dead." Did was the mom in there? Don't worry about it. Do they ever look for the mom in no. the, in the Dude, she's dead as hell too, and that's the whole reason the daughter came and like then she instantly doesn't give a she shit. She was in the hel- helicopter though, right? Yes. yes and she then was. we just don't ever Good point. I do as soon as that zombie the remember. alpha zombie came in, she left. They were like, You need to get just out of here. <laughs> yeah. She got nuked with the, the rest did, of them. Can someone explain to me the guy the the black guy, did he wasn't he in Vegas when the bomb went off or how I, the hell did he get out? I assume the uh how did safe he not die? is like a bomb like a fallout shelter. Is that okay? Because he's in the safe and then he's that's, just walking out with all the money. Yeah. I gotta think nuclear bombs are killing people like that's, that. That's what I'm thinking though. But even if that like somehow that was a fallout shelter, that was like in the middle of the area for him to walk out through a just got blown up like nuclear site. How the fuck do you not die of radiation right away? Right away, yeah. When he was when he was in the plane, I was like, oh, he's gonna die of radiation, like because he literally just absorbed well, so fucking much. Yeah, of it. that that's like how they have the they could have a second movie that how he has the bite or whatever. But I don't know how long he's gonna live. Does cancer kill zombies? Because he fucking has it. Good point. Yeah, 
that that I that, that was unnecessary though. Like that whole thing, like when the movie ended, I was like, "This is a good time for it to end." I was like, "Okay," and I I picked up my fucking remote and I was like, "There's another 15 <laughs> minutes of the movie." Like, what the fuck? They honestly could have cut cut that out, and it just leaves it open that they could have a sequel or something but else. But I didn't need it. You could just have yeah. a fucking sequel. Yeah, this isn't a movie that we're like, "Wait, that doesn't make any sense." How are we getting another <laughs> sequel? Like, nobody's gonna care. Yeah, they and they kind of did that in uh, Dawn of the Dead as well, where you follow this group. Obviously, people die over the course of the movie. And then the end is just kind of open-ended as to whether or not you think that the remaining people at the end could survive the final thing that they kind of walk into, or if they all end up dying in the end. It's, it's left a little open and ambiguous, which is why I was like, oh, they could continue making movies in this world, and then apparently they didn't. Yeah. I hope he does it again. He makes a third zombie movie, and it's just but not, not even connected, connected to this. Yeah. That would be strange, but who knows? Clearly, Zack Snyder just does whatever the hell he wants. So, all right, boys, any final thoughts on Army of the Dead? I'd say it's pretty solid. I enjoyed it uh, very much, and I think that I, I would I would highly recommend it. Yeah, I would recommend it too. I think the one thing I've learned from this movie is if zombies have like a kid together, don't kill the mom of the zombie because you're gonna make the the one dude really fucking pissed. That dude was on a mission to murder everyone. Yeah. It was good. Uh, as I said at the start, it exceeded my expectations. I don't think we ruined the movie for anyone who was on the fence. I think it's still probably worth watching, even if you you listened all the way through on this podcast. So. Yeah, because you're going to just see all the action. It's not like we... Yeah, it's definitely worth watching. Um, That'll do it for this week. Next week, we may watch the first movie in a theater that we've yeah. ever watched for this podcast potentially a quiet place part two comes out next weekend well, i will definitely be there because i need to boost my uh my score because i have that in the movie draft but yeah, yeah i don't know if i'll go <laughs> <laughs> just wait till like monday i'll see if i can pirate it somewhere but uh yeah that could be that could be pretty exciting we also have the final episode of the mighty ducks game changers and the movie everyone on the planet has wow. seen fast five it's a this big week a big, <laughs> big episode holy fuck wow jesus christ all right. Well, as always, thank you, everyone, for listening. And remember, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. We'll see you next week.